0: Welcome to Kuhau Podcast. We thank you for tuning in. If this is your first time listening in with us, we want you to know that you are a part of a new loving family. Wherever you're joining us from, we hope that this message encourages you and transforms your life. Now stay tuned for today's message.
1: So the other day, I was in an Uber. I love Uber. Like, I love me some Uber. Uh, You remember there was a time you had to call people and deal with people, speaking of people, like, hey, can I get a cab? And then here, here's my thing cab dispatchers have this weird relationship with time. Because, like, you could call them, they'll be like 15 minutes. And then an hour goes by, and they're like, nah, yeah, 15 minutes. I'm like, what, what currency of time are you using? <laughs> and they, they use the same time that, that takeout people use time. Because you could order food, they'd be like 15 minutes. And An hour goes by, and they're like, no, 15, he's right there. He's right around the corner. I just spoke to him. How you spoke to him? You're on the phone with me. I don't know. But Uber, I love Uber, because you could track it. You know who your driver is. You know he got a rating. It's amazing. And and I know a lot of people are are scared of this technology takeover. I'm ready for it. I'm down. I got Google Home. Victor's like, Google's listening to you. I'm like... (laughs) I want Google to listen to me. Yeah, but they track you and they advertise you to things that, that you like. Yeah, that's what I want. <laughs> so, I'm voting Siri 2020. I'm down for the robot takeover. And I love Uber. But recently, recently I didn't have too good of an experience, you know. Um, so I was in Uber pool because your boy don't got Uber X money. Um, <laughs> Uber pool with the short walk. Thank you. Uh, we in luxury, if I take off the short work, I'd be like, baby, I got you today. No walking for you. (laughs) We might have to share it with some guy named Joseph, but we not walking. Um, so Uber pool, and and you know, it's the name of the game. There were three drop-offs. I was coming from work. And so because of the three drop-offs, it had been, like, an extra 15, 20 minutes, and I still wasn't home. We got to the mall. And I think Jesus likes to mess mess with me. So the guy goes, hey, is it okay if I stop the trip here? I'm still going to take you home. You won't get charged anything from this moment on. But see, what happened was is my daughter gets out of church camp. He said church, so he got me. Uh, at 9, it's 8.50. She's right around the corner. Can I just pick her up and then we'll, we'll go home. Do you, do you mind? Is it okay? I'm just like, what would Jesus do? Uh, sure. Yeah, yeah. It's not late. I'm not tired. Whatever. Let's do it. Says around the corner. We were by the mall. Somehow we end up all the way back in Tottenville. So so if you're not familiar with Staten Island, we went from the middle of the island to the end of the island. We went from 86th Street to be- Bestai. far from 86th Street to, 80- to Bestai. I'm like, around the corner. Okay, Jesus. You know, I'm just, whatever. You know, I'm like, all right, all right. He parks. He gets there. He gets out the car. He's like, I'll be right back. Uh, 15 minutes go by. I'm like, I'm like, who, who is having a conversation with their Uber passenger? Anyway, 15 minutes go by, comes back, and then he comes with his daughter. I'm like, uh, okay, okay, whatever, good cause, I guess. Um, she's in the car, and I go, oh, he ended the trip. Let me give him my address, because we're going home, right? He's going to take me home, right? Right? Okay. So I put in my address, 4-3, I don't want you guys to know where I live, so I'll leave it there. <laughs> Here you go, sir. He's, he's like, okay, thank you, we're going to go. I go back into my phone. Stop, stop going into your phone, guys, because you miss things, and people dupe you and fool you. This is what happened to me, because um, I'm in my phone, and then I look up because he's slowing down. I'm like, wow, he got to my house fast, but we weren't at my house. We were at his house. I want to give you guys his address. <laughs> and I'm just like, I was, I was texting Trisha before my phone died. I'm like, this stuff only happens to me. Only I will be put in this situation. Takes her out, walks to her door. Bye, sweetie. Have a good night. I'm like, she don't got time for a good night right now, all right? I was supposed to be home. This is, this is why Coolhouse my church. He gets back in the car, and I don't need to tell you that the rest of the car ride was completely silent. He's like, thank you so much. I'm like, mm-hmm. Just, just be grateful it was a Christian church you went to, you know, because Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And this is what I thought, though. I thought, this guy's father of the year. Like, you got to be father of the year because you know and I know and you know that I know that you know that I'm going to give you a one-star review today. And I don't even review people. I always skip. But today? Listen, there's forgiveness, but there's also, you know, I have to judge righteously. One star. Shouldn't have been taking Uber rides if you had to pick up your daughter. Hopefully he learns. And this guy was just, he was just reckless. And it made me think about desperation because desperation will make you do some crazy things. Desperation actually means a state of despair which results in extreme behavior. And despair means to be without hope. So now I, I blocked this memory out of my, my head. I, I don't know the guy's name anymore. Uh, but if, if I had to name him, I would call him Peter. I'd name him after Peter. It's because Peter, let me just just show you. It's better if I show you guys. So we have to start in Matthew chapter 14. And what we see is this. It says, between 6 o'clock in the morning, Jesus came to the disciples walking on water. When they saw him walking on water, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said. Jesus spoke to them. He says, courage, it's I. Don't be afraid. Then Peter spoke up and he said, Lord, if it's really you, order me to come out on the water to you. So here we see a Peter that's saying, God, if you're God, do a miracle in my life. Call me out to walk on the water. If you are who you say you are. And then we know how that story goes. He begins to walk on the water. And then he sinks because of his lack of faith, right? And then Jesus still gets him. But here's, here's why I would name the guy Peter. Here's why. I... See, in John chapter 21, after Jesus had died, after Jesus had resurrected, Jesus begins to appear to his disciples. He makes about three appearances, the book of John says. To his disciples. But Peter had been three days without Jesus, right? Like, could you imagine? Good Friday comes, and it wasn't Good Friday until Sunday. It was Bad Friday. Jesus dies. And Peter's the same guy who says, when Jesus says, Who do you say I am? It's Peter who says, Lord, you're the Messiah. It's the Holy Spirit that revealed that to Peter. Imagine being Peter saying, this is the Messiah. This is God. And then he dies. You go to visit him and all of a sudden the tomb is gone. You don't know what to do. You're confused. He, there, there's, there's, a script, there's scriptures that say he appears to the disciples during dinner. It doesn't mention that Peter is there by name. So I don't know if he was or he wasn't. But what I do know that is in this, in this next text, there is a difference between Peter on the boat before the death and resurrection of Jesus and Peter on the boat after the resurrection of Jesus. And so here, here's what John 21 says. As the sun was rising, Jesus stood at the water's edge, but the disciples did not know that it was Jesus. He asked them, young men, haven't you caught anything? Not a thing. He said, throw your net out to the right side of the boat and you will catch some. They threw the net out, could not pull it back because they had caught so many. The disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter, it's the Lord. When Peter heard that it was the Lord, he wrapped his outer garment around him. And jumped into the water. This messed with me because I'm like, isn't this the dude who walked on water? All of a sudden, he's behaving extremely. He's behaving a bit, a bit reckless. You see, I think that Peter was desperate. I think Peter was desperate. For Jesus. Because Peter went three days without him. Because Peter denied Jesus up to his crucifixion. Because Peter knew this. I need that man. I need that man. I think Peter was desperate. And desperation makes you do some crazy things. And I just, I just have one point today. And it's this, I want us to be connected to this. We need Jesus like we need oxygen. Jesus is not a a, a choice, he is not an option, he is a life source. When's the last time you chose oxygen? We need him. We need him desperately. Yes. Desperately. And that's what I think Peter was connected to. Peter realized that I, I can't deny him. I don't have an option here. What I need is him. It doesn't matter what's outside the boat. It doesn't matter what the disciples say. What matters is I need him. Yes. So good. And, you know, I, 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 was, I had this whole plan to talk about how we need oxygen, right? Like, Because in my mind, you need oxygen to breathe. That's it. And so I was going to talk about how if this room suddenly ran out of oxygen, we're not going to be like, we're going to give Ruben five more minutes. (laughs) You are out of the door. Because you understand a need. But then here's the thing. When I was doing research, by research I mean Google, (laughs) what I found out is we we do more than just breathe oxygen. The entire world depends on oxygen. And and this is from a video you can find online called, What If The World Lost Oxygen For Five Seconds? I was like, thank you that there's people who go out there and find these things out for me. And in just five seconds, without oxygen, anything made of concrete would instantly collapse. That's all of our buildings. We would not be protected from the heat of the sun. Our eardrums eardrums would explode, and the ground beneath us would crumble until nothing was left. And the entire world, the entire world would be covered in darkness. This world has a desperate need for oxygen. It's why when we look at other planets, there's no oxygen, there's no water, there's no life. Without it, we are hopeless. And without Jesus, we are hopeless. Without Jesus, we live in darkness. And that's why desperation is so important because desperation, when you understand that need, desperation will kill competition. It it kills competition. Because nothing will get you in between you and the thing you are desperate for. Well, the issue is so many times we are desperate for the wrong thing. It instantly prioritizes what is most important. If you are having an asthma attack, you don't stop to think about how you look in your attack. You just look for your pump. Ain't nobody getting between you and your oxygen. Peter didn't think about drowning. He didn't think about what was in the water. He wasn't worried about what everyone else would think. What about the fact that I denied him? What's Jesus going to say? Does he even even want to be around me? Does he want to accept me? Peter was hopeless. And when he saw Jesus, when he heard it's the Lord... He heard his answer to his hopeless situation. What he needed was Jesus. And he knew it. And when you know of how, to, this is why we got to be desperate for Jesus. Because I think we forget how much we need him. I do it so often. I'm so guilty of it. I just need a time out. I just need some YouTube videos. I just need a break. I just need to read a book. I just need to watch a movie. No, I just need Jesus. I need them to get their act together. I need to get my act together. I need, no, 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 I just need Jesus. See, I think so many times, and we live in New York, so we'll know, we've become comfortable with a percentage of oxygen. Our air is not clean. It's become polluted with all the things we've filled in it. And so we are breathing, we've become accustomed because we've been here our whole lives to breathing a certain way, to a certain percentage of oxygen. I think so many times I've been guilty of living life with a certain amount of Jesus, just a percentage of Jesus. It's not full, it's not Christ uncensored, it's some Christ. I've caught myself living with about 30% of Jesus in my life. And if I just get a little bit more, I should be okay. But the problem is, is I need 100% of Jesus if I want to do this thing called life. And when you go to a place that has pure oxygen, you begin to become aware of your need for oxygen. And I think this church becomes a pocket of pure Jesus. And I come here every time and I go, yes, God, you're so good. Yes, God, I love you. I get so much Jesus, but I go home and I find it so hard because of the things that I've put in my life. So it's harder to breathe Jesus. And that's why I say it's so important. I want to live a life where I say, no, 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 no. I desperately need Jesus. I desperately need Jesus. I need to be fixed on him and only him. And nothing else can get in the way because I need him the way I need to breathe. The way I need water. He is my soul's sustenance. And when we know of how great our need for Jesus is, there's no longer any Christ versus anything. It's not Christ versus my job. Christ versus my wife. Christ versus my family. Christ versus the amount of time I'm here. Christ versus my sin. I'm constantly trying to get this thing to lose to Christ. No, because when you know that you need Jesus desperately, it is no longer Christ versus anything because it is Christ over everything. This faith that we live is not we want God, it's not we prefer him, oh, I just like the songs that are Christian, they just sound nice, Lauren Daigo, ooh. No, it is not we just like Jesus, it is we need him. We need him desperately. I'm not about to explain to somebody why I need oxygen. Because without it, I can't live. Without it, I can't breathe. Without him, I can't function. Without him, my soul is a mess. Without him, my life is entangled. I just, I don't want to live a life anymore where I'm comfortable with a percentage of Jesus. I want Jesus to be my entire life. I want to be Peter. Peter. I want to be Peter on the boat, seeing there's Jesus and there's me. And I'm not comfortable with there's Jesus. I want here's Jesus. I want Jesus now. I don't care if I got to dive in water that I was scared to walk on. I don't care if I have to run towards the man I deny. When we understand this desperately, we can let go of everything else we've been trying to fill, use to fill that God-shaped hole inside of us. And we can run. There's, there's a scripture that says strip off everything. But it says fix your and fix your eyes on Jesus. And somehow in the wording, it's this, in the fixing of your eyes on Jesus, you strip everything off. In the focusing, your eyes on Jesus. Peter didn't look at the water. Peter didn't look at his surroundings. He saw Jesus. He heard that Jesus. He didn't even. He didn't even. It doesn't say he looked and saw Jesus. He just heard someone else say, there's Jesus. Run without regard, and we can dive into the waters with no need of a sign. I'm tired of telling God, if you just give me this job, if you just raise my pay, if you just fix my finances, I'll start tithing. If you just free up my work schedule, I'll start coming to church. I'm tired of just being okay with Sundays. If you come to me, I'll come. No, Jesus, you're there. I'm there. You're there. I'm there. Just the knowledge that God is here. Guys, God is here. And God is waiting. He's waiting. You know, last week we preached a sermon. It was Are you ready for the wedding? I'm excited to announce that today is the wedding. Today we get to witness people who realize what I'm preaching. Before I preached it, they realized this one thing. They need Jesus. And all they need is Jesus. And they said yes to a life with him at the center. And today is a symbol of this. It is a symbol of their commitment to the one who has always been committed. Baptism is not a sign of your life being right. If it was, I would like to I would have to revoke my baptism right now actually. Uh, baptism is a symbol of you realizing that your life isn't It's a symbol of you knowing that you, without Jesus, are in a state of despair. You are hopeless. That That is the gospel. We were hopeless, but he was hopeful. And there are people who said yes and have chosen to be baptized today doesn't just have to be those people. There's always an invitation to accept Jesus into your life. And all baptism is, is a symbol of the yes you said. Ronnie and Brittany are are getting married and their wedding ceremony is not what makes them married. I promise you, Let everything go wrong. I rebuke that in Jesus' name. Sorry. That's that's just a product of my mother. Let everything go wrong. Let there be no ceremony. You will not be able to tell these two they are not married. Their certificate comes. The ceremony is just a symbol of what's already taken place, the covenant that's been taking place between them. All baptism is is a symbol of this. Yes, God. You can have me, God. I want to tell you today that you don't got to worry about clothes. We have clothes. Maybe you didn't roll as deep as Janine did. You don't have your family here today. We're recording. We'll be posting all the footage online. You could you could get baptized the second time if you want to. We'll do another baptism just for you. I've been I got a punch card now of the times I've renewed. We've we've done our best to prepare you for this for spontaneous baptisms. But you know at some point This life with Jesus, at some point, we have to move from looking at the waters. We have to move from being the tiptoes and, the water's too cold. That's not a joke. I'm sorry, Selena. We got to move towards, I'll start following Jesus. Once... Once I can get the dirt off of myself, once I can I can strip back what's holding me down, I gotta, God, let me take care of me, God. Let me let me do what I need. Let me, God, let me do this for you. Let me do this. And that's good. That's good. But at what point? Ronnie, help me here. I don't got clothes, Ronnie. But at what point? Uh, let me just warm up here. You know, I'm going to hang out here. I'm going to come to church on Sundays. I'm just going to keep coming to church. I'll hang out here. I'm just going to flirt with the idea of a relationship with God. But I got I got stuff that you don't know about that's preventing me from getting in. I got sicknesses you don't know about. I got issues you don't understand. I'm working on getting the buttons loose. I'm working on it. But once the button comes out, I'll, I'll, I'll get in. I'll get in. But at what point, at what point do we just dive in? At what point do we just let him do what he does?
0: We hope you enjoyed this podcast. Our mission here at Christ Uncensored House of Worship is to love God, love people, and love life. Kuhau is a place where our story is still being written. Together, we can do more than we can ever do alone. If this message has encouraged you and you wish to partner with us in taking this message all across the world, go to coolhowcom give or follow us on any social media platform. Thank you in advance for your support and generosity. Come and begin a whole new journey with us.